0: seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. (laughs) We're back again, and although our 100% record might be gone, we're still feeling more like the Dolphins than the Giants. We're lining up shotgun and going long. This is Utter Punts. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! Twenty-four-yard attempt. he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs, and he misses it. That's impossible. The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. Otter is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. Now, last week we may or may not have gone big on the fact we've made 11 picks and not got a single one wrong. Well, like any good podcast, we'll have to take the rough with the smooth and say that we've had a tough week now we're only 14 and 2 name me a more accurate podcast go on, I dare you I dare you, I'm sports journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford and I've got two more utter punts alongside me down in Birmingham it's Vikings fan Dave Keane yeah I'm, I'm just so sorry folks, don't know how we're going to make it up to you, oh yeah if
1: you bet on everything we said you'd be rich by now so suck it up Alongside
0: me here in Manchester is Ravens' man Dan Horton. Yeah,
2: I'm still busy blocking people that are sending me pictures of derailed trains, to be honest.
0: <laughs> it's unsurprising. Uh, coming up, big game reviews, a look ahead to week four, and we'll pop the train back on the tracks for our 13 stop tour to 100 grand. Thanks for being with us. Okay, look, first up, first things first, let's get it out of the way. The train got derailed. It didn't even really leave the station. It just kind of fell over whilst it was at the station. And yeah, our 14-stop journey to 100 grand is now a 13-stop journey to 100 grand because we're going to have to start again. Dave? It it, it was purely a jingle, like... With no
1: one signed off on that. It was a, a rogue move from Bell. It sounded like a train heading towards the edge of a cliff. Uh, and quite frankly, I think it cost us the train at the first step. But, you know, if we're going to fall, we might as well do it now and then move on, exactly. pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off. And,
2: Better uh, this week than week 16, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, at
0: least we can afford to double the bet next week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we're going to have to. Or, or we're going to pick slightly, slightly higher than even money. To to, to you, sort of make sure that we're back on track again,
2: we can catch you up. And also, we were looking at a sort of fourteen weeks, but there is still fourteen weeks left, um, including sort of week eighteen games. So <laughs> there is still time to do it. But I mean, if we're in that zone, week eighteen <laughs> games, so are we really are. We
0: really <laughs> wanted to go there. Listen,
2: there'll be there'll be two or three games that that weekend that matter, and they will be the games we'll focus on. But let's let's see how we go. I think. After some research there, I think we've pretty much got one lined up to start us off nice and smooth. So uh, We'll, we'll get to
0: the train bet a little bit later on. We are mm-hmm. blaming Andy Bell for this. Producer Bell, as he's known in these parts, uh, for adding a jingle that none of us wanted and making me say those things three times so he could play his jingle three times. He's now in uh, Las Vegas, I think. He's in, I think he's in America. So, well, bollocks to him, basically. We're just Man. not going to put it in this week.
1: That's an incredibly severe gambling habit he picked up in one week.
0: <laughs> 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 ah, i love this right uh, as always on utter punts we're going to be uh, looking ahead to the next weekend's game so that we're up to week four now week mm-hmm. five week, yeah, week four, four. Uh, so week four games well take a look at those tv games have been announced we get an extra fixture this week because the london games are on as well so we've got loads and loads to look forward to there we'll also have a brief fleeting look at fantasy and you know Basically, what happens is we take a look at it. We decide how long we want to spend on it. The answer is always not very long and we move on again. But if there's anything really tricky, we'll, we'll, we'll pick that out for you. And as always, we want to hear from you. So if you can get in touch with us, we are at Utterpuntz pod on Twitter or at Utterpuntz uk on Instagram. Just one Dave. thing before we get there. Yeah, yeah. We're now on YouTube yes we are now on youtube just search for utter punts podcast on youtube and you can watch a still of a picture and listen to the podcast via youtube
1: but what a logo that is i mean i'm transfixed by it i love it yeah Yeah, i I think
0: that on this i think the future thought process is that once we've got this sort of up and running we might even record the calls that we do and we could put that up on youtube as well uh obviously Dan hasn't done his hair and Dave hasn't brushed his beard. So uh, we couldn't do that this week, but maybe we'll look at it going forward. Uh, On to the headlines. So this Miles Garrett car crash, Dave, tell us what happened. What do we know? What on earth has gone on here? Well, apparently he attempted to swerve with a passenger in the car. Uh, Luckily, both were wearing seatbelts. He
1: attempted to swerve to miss an animal in the middle of the road. And uh, even though he was going at normal speed, managed to f- flip the car three times, leaving it in what can only be described as a, a sorry state. Uh, and yet somehow the man is potentially unbreakable because he's walked away with bruises, scratches, and in, in fine shape, apparently. Uh, there's even signs that he might even play at the weekend. If he does, that's a miracle. Uh a kind of having been in what can only be described as a catastrophic catastrophic car crash uh can potentially to be, say no not really not with, with my impediments um but it, it's something which can be parallel maybe with something that happened in in one of the weekend games that we'll get into shortly um but yeah if he, if he does play this sunday the, the man is possibly the toughest on the planet
2: those, I, know, always I always laugh. I always laugh. When people sort of say, oh, you into American football, they're all soft, they all wear pads. I, I laugh. And because you've got, you know, this weekend alone, you've got Justin Herbert playing with torn cartilage or fractured cartilage or fractured ribs. You've got um, Jameis Winston playing with four fractures in his back. Um, I've, I remember sort of games with Jason Pierre-Paul after he'd blown his hand off with a, or blown his fingers off with firework, off. <laughs> wearing a glove and playing. I remember sort of Ben Roethlisberger playing with a Kevlar vest on because he had broken, he had a punctured lung at the time. Um, Miles Garrett probably will play on Sunday. They're superhuman, these
0: guys. You know, it take some putting down. I'm just looking at pictures of this vehicle. It's a miracle that he got out of that. Yep. It's yeah. a miracle, let alone got out and is uninjured Have, enough has, to potentially has play has a slightly
1: strained <laughs> bicep, apparently. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the most of it.
0: Got some bruises in the UK.
1: Non-lethal car injury, uh, non-lethal injuries in in America.
0: Non-life-threatening injuries. Sorry, that was a headline. Life-threatening injuries. Although, I mean, putting the pads on and strapping your helmet in, they're potentially life-threatening injuries uh, (laughs) every weekend. Anyway, as uh, to Atangui vailoa almost proved to us that that his head bounced off the turf in a more violent fashion than a spike in the end zone. It was. It was weird to watch him go down, and he sort of rolled, and as his back rolled down the turf, his head just went slap on the back. He got up, he did a silly dance, he left the field, only to then come back in quarter three and continue to play. Now, I'm sorry, boys, but if you've if you've hit your head hard enough to do a daft dance coming off the field, you should not be allowed back on. That's... That's a con- that's a head injury, isn't it?
2: Well, if you the the rules sort of change a little bit. Obviously, they've done quite a lot or as much as they can to sort of try and protect players. It's it's hard because it's such a violent game, but they have done what they can. And the the rule, as I understood it, was if if a player gets a hit to the head, um, they can go into the protocol if they show any signs of a of a concussion or a head injury, as in they get up and they wobble. Um, and then they fall over again. That's that signs of a concussion. They would go into concussion football, and they wouldn't really be able to, have to come back into the game because they've demonstrated that they've got a, an injury. But I think Dave's got a theory that it wasn't. A, it's a back injury. Well, it? it's, it's not so much a theory. It's
1: a back injury. More. Where are the Miami Dolphins? And I was getting investigated by the NFLPA uh, for not having followed a concussion protocol. And I needed to come up with a plausible argument as to why he was able to pass said protocol and come back onto the pitch, having done a chicken dance akin to Amir Khan. Um, because they're not exactly
2: in the NFL's good books are they let's be honest the Dolphins after the offseason they're they're top of the hit list aren't they
1: exactly Uh, then I would be looking for a plausible argument as to why that might be and I did a little bit of research Uh, no obviously not a doctor Um, but you know (laughs) just just making sure just making sure no one made that mistake and decided if this was an actual medical opinion Um, but essentially when you look at when he landed an argument could be made. The first point of impact was the uh, small of the back, the base of the back where the tailbone is, the coccyx, right now there is such a thing as whiplash from that, which tracks all the way up the spine. And then from there, it impacts the base of the brain where the cere, what is it? The cerebellum is. Yep. So yeah. that is what controls the balance in the brain. Now, if it was that rather than a direct impact to the head, I mean, you can make the argument that there could be a different level of concussion. So he had the initial impact, which spiked and overloaded that particular bit of the brain, which caused him to stagger uh, and caused him to need to come off for a bit, but didn't necessarily bounce his brain off the inside of his skull, causing potential brain bleed, brain bleeds. So you've got, some middle ground there where basically the protocol might not be enough to have been enough to keep him off the field. But I would argue that as we learn more about brain injuries and aware of the fact that that can, can be caused not by a direct strike to the head, it is something that maybe should
0: be evaluated and perhaps no, possibly updating it. I think what I would say is the email address is info at meltingit.co.uk. If you need somebody to try and confuse the NFLPA as to what the injury actually is, we hire Dave out on the regular. We only take 10% off the top. I am genuinely happy to to do it. For a million quid... I'm scared to death. We've got to talk but- about Kirk Cousins in five minutes. It's going to be on <laughs> for hours, isn't it? <laughs> um, in, in all seriousness, when your head. I mean, when you look back, that, I mean, arguments aside as to whether or not where the first point of impact was, his head clearly bounces off the turf. He clearly can't walk in a straight line. And clearly, the head injury assessment, the protocol, whatever it is the NFL want to call it, is not fit for purpose if it allows somebody back onto but, the field after a clear hit to the head that has that has caused balance issues
2: yeah and it was he was literally out for i think three plays it, it, it was close to half time and you thought well he's definitely not going to see the rest of the half and he he came back in before half time so he's, he's clearly flown through the protocol that the concern would be you know two has taken some time to come to form because he had a broken hip coming out it's of, the coming college. of it,
1: yeah yeah and That's so right. if
2: he you know if, if 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 the best case scenario is he's he's, he's might have fractured his coccyx um, surely they'd be. An, an Bruce of... is
1: best by, best case. Okay,
2: they wouldn't know hmm. that, would they? Without an X ray, and you're no. talking about a young player who potentially puts his career on the line. Then going back into the game, and you saw this again at the weekend with Justin Herbert playing when he's 38, 10 down with fractured ribs. You know, you, sometimes these players need to be told to come out of the game, and I think some of the coaches aren't strong enough to do it.
0: Be interesting to see what comes out of this. I'm sure that uh, everything will be rosy for the Dolphins because, as we've already mentioned, the NFL love them. Uh, (laughs) Pro Bowl is the next thing that we want to talk about. There's been some changes, Dan.
2: Yeah, so the the Pro Bowl has been a a, a bit of a disaster for the past probably 15 years. Nobody is really that interested in it. Although it does get, I think they they say it gets better television figures than. The top 10 basketball games of the year other than the the, the finals yeah. Yeah, it's the most viewed one of the most viewed games this season but no one's really interested the players certainly aren't and no one's played defense in it for a long time so they've they've abolished the game itself so it used to be a sort of nfc afc they've, they've, they've tried a few things they went with a team dion versus team rice for a few years where they basically picked players it's like being back at school standing up against the wall and pick yeah. them then it's gone back. It went back to AFC NFC, but there's been no defense, no special teams, and it's not really fair. So what they've just said is they're going to play a game of flag football, uh, which will be quite exciting. And then they're going to have a week of skills challenges. Now some of these they've started doing over the past few years. The the quarterback target practice, like in shooting galleries. oh, hilarious. where things
0: explode and there's sparks yeah, and the smoke and oh yeah, they, no, they're
2: great fun. They've played dodgeball, which is great fun. They've dropped sort of balls from drones and let people catch underneath them and. All sort of stuff. So it's um, what we thought was, we'd come up with our own, what would you like to see as a skills challenge? Um, I'm going to go first. I think let's get the linemen involved and let's have an offensive and defensive lineman Royal Rumble where they get a big ring in the middle and it's whoever stands there's last wins.
0: Uh, over over the top rope. Over the Royal. top
2: rope. Get Aaron Donald and <laughs> Vita Veya going at it and throwing him, like benching him over his head and throwing him out the ring. That's what I want to see.
0: I like this. Big shoulder press big over the top Rumble. rope.
2: In in in,
1: in 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 rounds of health and safety thinking here, have it on a bouncy castle on a with trampolines <laughs> on the outside be amazing. That would be something that would be worthwhile. So they
0: could bounce back in again. Yeah, they could come back
1: in, so long as they come back in over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: for, for me, I had a little think about this and what I wanted to see, I, I, I wanted to see wide receivers have their, their senses put to the test and quarterback show their accuracy. So what I wanted to do was set up something called blind route running, where we have (laughs) the wide receivers blindfolded. Uh, They have to run along a particular route that they've been allowed to mark out and step and gauge prior to the route happening. And then the quarterback has to try to hit the wide receiver over a distance of 40 yards. And they get points for, first of all, missing the head, very important. No points for a headshot. But from that point downwards, uh, you get extra points for whatever you hit.
2: So you get it's over 40 and... yards, Derek Carr's got no chance. Well, this is it,
1: right? But I mean, I, I do recall from a couple of years ago, Adam Phelan uh, doing the skills challenge that uh, Mitchell Trubisky was in as well. And they both had to have a go over quarterback bits. And Adam Phelan was by far the better quarterback
2: it well, still is it, it, it,
1: potentially I mean it's a shame we never
0: played that's right? your view and you are welcome to it. Uh, I'm going to go with O-line V-D-line in a competitive eating challenge Oh, Ooh, nice. how many nice. burgers well, nice. can like, you like put away pies.
2: like uh, what was it Standby. What, what was the film where they're eating all the pies
0: I can't remember I know what you mean yes yeah. exactly that except with cheeseburgers like how many cheeseburgers can each O-line yeah, stroke D-line like put away? Like so it. like go Pro Bowl, go AFC NFC again. Let's have the biggest lads from the AFC versus the biggest lads from the NFC and let's just let's just go at it. Cheeseburgers.
1: The, uh health and safety again, uh no bread, <laughs> just 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 cheese and meat. Oh,
2: just just, just the language. meat. Our oh, meat alternative yeah. burgers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: <laughs> Look, we are forced into talking about fantasy. Every single week on this because Andy Bell, the producer, signed into the app, put it on auto pick, and then essentially wins every week. But he's not here. So I'm going to give you a genuine decision to make here. We can either talk about fantasy football this week or we could not talk about fantasy football this week. I'm thinking we're doing a democracy here, are we? Yeah, we're
2: going to take a vote. What what a shock. My team's terrible. I, I can't get a fit team out, so I, I, I'm sort of written off. I, I, I think every running back I've ever put in is now injured. So Montgomery, Swift, and, and Cook are all out for the. Um, you can trade
1: for one of mine.
2: I'm all right. So I just I think it's probably worth a note if you are in a sort of league that there's a lot of injury news going around. I've, I've, just, I've read today that DeAndre Swift, although he's saying he's questionable and he might practice, they think he's going to be out for two or three weeks. Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he'll probably play with a dislocated shoulder. Shoulder harness place Last time he played with that, 200 yards. Yeah. yeah, it was a full dislocation that time, and this time it's not. But he's probably going to be a little bit limited. I would. It'd be safe to say. So just check your injury. We always sort of say, if you're playing fantasy, check your injuries. Check your. Make sure you've got a fit team out. If you've got anyone in your flex positions for Thursday night, take them out um, and make sure you give yourself the option as long as possible into the week. Other than that, it's gash.
0: Yeah, wai- <laughs> waivers. Waivers are your friend this week. Uh Dave, I was going to say you've got a choice as to whether you want to talk about it or not, but unfortunately, it now appears that we're talking about it. So, nah, it's done anything now, that mate. you'd like to add?
1: No, just just that I dropped Lamar Jackson this week out of pity for Dan. Didn't want to beat him with Lamar in my team. Um,
0: paid off. Beat him just about without Lamar. Um, and yeah, I would good, like good to times, say good times. That if the Vikings did actually show up. and Justin Jefferson had put more than like four points on the board, I would have beaten, I could have been the one that beat him. I could have been the first winner against producer Andy, but no, Dave, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings let me down
1: again. I I don't understand it. One game they did it, and the next two they haven't bothered. Admittedly, Cousins was a little bit Jefferson target happy in the second game, but they're they're not moving in pre-snap. They're not getting matched up against the linebackers at the moment. And he does seem to be bracketed or or, or or basically double covered everywhere he's going. It's almost like he's on um just just you know, law duty. I wouldn't drop him just yet.
0: Old fire on the chat about the Vikings. We are going to get to it when we do the game previews in just a moment here on Utter Punts. Don't forget, get involved on Twitter at P- Utter at what at Utter Punts Pod on Instagram. <laughs> we are at Utter Punts UK. Nearly got myself in all sorts of trouble there. Well, that it was could nearly have gone a, very badly. Bad that was nearly yeah. a terrible edit that needed you to be made. Nearly We're fell also, into the
1: trap that we deliberately you know, set with a name.
0: Uh, Absolutely right. We're also available on YouTube. Uh, just search for Utter Punts Podcast. In the meantime, let's take a look back at last week, shall we? <laughs> Let's start with Steelers at Browns, shall we? First of all, this season may well be completely nuts, but at least we know that we can rely on the Steelers to be a bit rubbish. The Browns' Jacoby Brissett threw two touchdowns and Nick Chubb rushed one as the Browns bounced back from their fairly epic meltdown less than a week earlier. Let's not get it twisted, though. There was definitely a level of holding on for the Browns despite that 29-17 scoreline. Next up, Bills at Dolphins. Are Miami the real deal? How many times are we going to ask that question until we realise they've beaten the Patriots, the Ravens and now the Bills by 21 points to 19? This time though, instead of it being Tua and the offensive line to win it for the Finns, it was their D. The moment of the game though, pretty much certainly Thomas Morstead who punted straight into the arse of wide receiver Trent Sherfield, and the ball sailed out of the back of the end zone belting. Next up, 49ers at Broncos. Russell Wilson's start at the Broncos was looking dangerously close to some kind of comedy sketch until he pulled this one out of the bag. He led the Broncos on a 12-play, 80-yard scoring drive in the fourth quarter to chalk up an 11-10 win against Jimmy G and the Niners. That's the very definition of clutch. Here's Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. It's not as easy as just going out there with anybody and playing ball and um, so I think that he you know we're all working through all kinds of things I'm
2: working through things with him on making sure I'm calling the proper plays for him um, that the players
0: are running the right routes and it just kind of goes just that whole thing just just everybody working together and there's been some good and there's been some bad and we just got to make sure we have more good than bad as we continue to move forward. Packers at Bucks Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady this time it was the pack to come out on top Rodgers threw for 255 yards and two touchdowns, and the Green Bay Packers defense stood firm after a late rally led by Brady. Two touchdown passes on his team's first two possessions from Rodgers. The Bucks definitely struggling without star wide receivers Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones. Here's Tom Brady.
1: Bad execution on offense at a time where we needed good execution and we didn't get it. And there was a lot of other times we had a lot of other bad execution. And I think the reality is when you do that, you don't have the opportunity to score points. So there was uh, too many plays where we were behind the sticks and not good on third down, and penalties, turnovers, missed opportunities. And you know, defense played great, we got to play better on offense. We got to do a lot better job. We haven't scored many points all season. So three games, we got to get a lot better.
0: I really didn't want to talk about this one, but the Giants' unbeaten start to the season has come to an end against the Cowboys, a 23-16 loss to Dallas. C.D. Lamb showed the best and worst of himself. He cost the Cowboys a touchdown after dropping a wide open catch in the second quarter, but then went on to get open four times on an 89-yard drive that ended with a one-handed touchdown catch. Cowboys just better on the day, I guess. His CD Lamb. It was it was tough. It was a tough, you know, third quarter. Just kind of thinking about. It. I kept thinking about it. All the guys kept preaching to me to you know, let it go, let it go. We still got more game left. And then um, fourth quarter, when I kept hearing my number being called, I knew it was my opportunity again. So I had to step up. Right there, we go. Wrapped up and sorted for you uh, in a. Condensed format Always good to hear From Tom Brady Despite how Down he was feeling After that uh, After that loss To Aaron Rodgers And the pack Uh, Let's look ahead To this week Shall we There are six Fixtures for us to go through here if you're new to utter punts what we do is we take a look at the matchup and then we'll give you a pick as to who we think is going to take the win and if we think there's any added value in terms of betting in here we'll let you know that as well so first game of the weekend dolphins at bengals um right i'm gonna say it i got miami wrong i think they're the real deal well we'll see time will
2: tell that they've um they've they've certainly played well and that their their offensive players i mean waddle looks just about as the, as good a receiver in the league in the first few games um, whether it's because the people are focusing on Tyreek Hill or not but he was good last year and this year he's been absolutely sensational um but they had a they had an incredibly tough game against the bills on sunday and although they won that game they were doubled in yards um i think the bills went on for 500 yards the dolphins 212 it was wasn't even close the Bills had 90 offensive plays to 27 for the Dolphins. Um, so, but actually that worked against the Bills, I felt, in the in the game. The, the temperature was 100 degrees, I reckon, at pitch side. The Bills players were gassed and they went on a, the game changed for me on a drive that the Bills went on at the start of the second half where they, they were punted down to their one and they drove the ball about, about, about an eight minute drive, 15 plays. They got to the field goal. Um, yard line, they actually had a touchdown rubbed off for for Gabe Davis, I think it was a touchdown it was knocked out of his hands after he'd made the play but that drive decimated normally in football that would decimate the defence, playing that many defensive snaps would would destroy them and open the game up later in the game, what it did I felt was it took all the gas out of the bills Uh, their offensive line was tired they were all getting oxygen at the side, I think they were getting IV, Um, Isaiah McKenzie was getting an IV on the side of the sideline Josh Allen seemed to get scrambled um, so I think the Dolphins have been softened up here.
1: Yeah, I, I think an important point to remember in that game was the Bill sideline was actually in the open slum for the entire game. Yeah. Now, as a man whose nemesis is the sun, I can tell you it is no <laughs> fun, right? If you're burning under all of that um, for the entire game and you're not getting any respite, then you are going to start to gas yourselves. And with the O-line, you don't actually get that much in terms of rotation, normally it's normally a set five at play, yeah. and it was, I think it was necessitated out of, out of uh just fatigue. Um, so it's
2: just interesting that, that they took advantage of that. Well, stats wise, stats wise, if you look at those yards and those plays, so a 90 plays to 27 on offense, and, and that many yards, you would expect a score probably of about 35 17 in favor of the bills. That, that's what they that's how they played. Now, it didn't go that way, they made some sort of scrambled mistakes towards the end of the first half and then towards the end of the game. They, they still should have won the game. Um, so I, I wonder if they're, and the Dolphins were 21 points down in the fourth quarter the week
0: before that. And I know they came back, but they're putting themselves into horrendous positions, I think. Um, just looking ahead, very easy for us to get caught up in that. what was a really tight game. But in terms of the Bengals, who are the coming week, what, Joe Burrow, that, Bengals O-line what, what's going on here like are the Dolphins softened up enough by the Bills or are they going to steamroll the the Bengals too
2: I think the Bengals had a get right game against the Jets I think I think they, they looked a bit smoother the Jets are the Jets really their secondary is pretty good but up front they're not as good although they still got to Burrow I think four or five times um, but they couldn't really hurt the Bengals so I think they've had a they've certainly had an easier week, Cincinnati. But my, I looked at this game and I, I couldn't quite believe if I was to tell you that the Dolphins are getting as many points as the Jaguars at the Eagles. Um, I think that's I think that's disrespectful to the Dolphins because they're the one of the only two three and teams left, and you know, I think five and a half, they're five and a half points they're getting against the Bengals team that's only beaten the Jets, and has lost to the Steelers this year. They're they're not the they're not the real package for me at the Bengals and. I think the Dolphins are. People will still have that in doubts over them, but I don't know how long you're going to have them for. They clearly got some resilience. They've clearly got talent. They can score points from very quickly. They, they responded to the Bills at the start of that game really well. Didn't let the Bills get away from them. Um, I think you're right. I think the Dolphins are. They're, they're becoming for real. Uh, whether they'll whether they'll last the season in the way they're playing, I'm not. Is, is my concern.
0: I I, ho- I hope they do, Dave. I'll come to you in just a sec. I think for me on this one, I've seen the Dolphins be strong offensively. I've now seen them be strong defensively. And if Tua's back and he hasn't got to miss a game due to concussion protocol, which is looking likely, my pick for this one would be the Dolphins. Dave? So I think if Tua does play, he's going to be banged up. Uh, And if he's banged
1: up, I don't think he's going to be as effective. I think Bengals being at home, I give them the advantage. I pick the Bengals, but I would take the Dolphins to cover.
2: So I've just found a little bet builder, and because the I looked at because the Dolphins are getting so many points, I thought, how far can I push it realistically? Um, And if you go over forty points in the game, so for there to be forty points or more, so over thirty-nine and a half, and the Dolphins with twelve and a half points start is even money. And for me, I think if the Bengals win, they're gonna have to score twenty-seven points. I can see, I I can see the Dolphins scoring fourteen or fifteen. So that for me would be the value I would go I'm gonna go Miami to cover at five and a half that that that'd be my pick I think yeah it's too it's, many points
1: it, yeah I think um I think the Bengal secondary' blown a few things you're going to get tested by waddle and you're going to get tested by Hill um the Miami Run games decent enough to keep them on their toes I've, I it'll be a close game I mean I, I said Bengals but it it will be close and I, I think I out. think the Dolphins will definitely cover.
2: Uh, Tyreek Hill is going after Eli Apple. I don't know if you remember from the um, the championship game last year when Eli Apple was playing for the Bengals against, and Hill was playing for the Chiefs and there was a real needle between them and Hill said this week, I'm coming for him. I, I'd expect some
0: fireworks there. Yeah. I cannot wait to see that one. That's the early game on Thursday night football, I think mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to Vikings at Saints. And I said a little bit earlier on, we were just going to hold fire talking about the Vikings uh, because we were going to talk about them now. Uh, Dave, explain what on earth is going on after that opening game where we were all like, yeah, okay, here we go. Vikings, the real deal. They've been shit. What's happened? Um, So,
1: I mean, so one thing that the Vikings did do at the weekend was come back from double point deficits in the same game for the first time since the 90s, right? So that's resilience, right? But at no point did it ever feel like we were bossing the game. Um, I think... What was incredible within the Vikings fan community is the fact that people who were previously very much on Kirk Cousins' side and would back him in the face of a loss have actually now changed their minds after a win. Um, So it's it's kind of an unusual circumstance. He's a very polarising guy. Um, I think the issue is we're no longer using the same pre-snap movement that we did in the Packers game for Jefferson. I think possibly that we had a specific game plan for him to get open against the way that they um, hold their secondary deep. Uh, and I I, don't, I think we've moved away from it to an extent. Uh, he's not getting a matchup of some of the linebackers. Instead, he's finding himself bracketed by a safety and a cornerback, by a safety and a linebacker. And, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where Jefferson currently isn't getting your fantasy points, but he is creating opportunities for other wide receivers on the Vikings, which is why I've been feeling last week. Fair play.
2: Right. I think the Saints are pretty banged up. I mean, the London game's always a bit funny. The... the I've looked back. I went to watch the Ravens play there. They played the Jags and everyone thought the Jags were rubbish then. And they absolutely wiped the floor of the Ravens. And the Ravens said afterwards, we got here too late. And I've always sort of tracked what that meant. And one team always arrives in London days before the other. And that team generally wins the games. I've looked back and I think it's about 80%, um, which is mad. Now, the Saints have been practicing the last two days. The Vikings, I think they've arrived today. Yeah. so that that that's that's an interesting one to look at. But the Saints are banged up. I mean, th- there's doubt whether Jameis will play because a four in your back and then a ten hour flight can't be helpful. Um, and actually, should he play? Because they've got Andy Dalton on the sidelines. And I- I've got a feeling about this game that this is the end of Jameis Winston. I-, I I think he I think he will play, but these games have a have a habit of ending careers. That people don't come back on the plane. And I think he will he will be a turnover machine in this game. I think the Vikings will eat on him. Um whether he fumbles Bob. I can see him throwing interceptions and I can see this being his last game before Dalton comes in and takes over. Just a funny feeling. I, I think this will be a fairly there'll be some turnovers in this game and I think they'll all be for the Vikings. There's um, rumors
1: that Dalton might play in this game because yeah, and of how I think they,
2: Winston is. And I think ball security. They've just—you look at that Bucks game, and it was turned on his five turnovers. They, they, they should have been much closer in that game. Um, they did this pretty much the same last week against the Panthers. That's two division rivals they've lost to. They can't lose three straight, not with the Bucks winning games. Um, I, I just think if if Winston plays, watch out. I think I think he'll try a bit
0: too hard, and I think um, I think he might hand the game to the Vikings. All right then. I think uh, I think there's a lot in this uh, fail to prepare, prepare to fail mentality. I think if you arrive early enough, you get some time under your belt. You get some sleep under your belt. You deal with the jet lag, and that cannot be overlooked. You get the kinks out of your yourself from a ten or twelve hour flight, regardless of whether you've flown business or not. That flying is, is notorious for taking it out of you. I I think I think. I'm going to go Saints.
1: Dave? (sighs) There is something in it. I know this, but and and jet lag can be worse coming the other way. It's the equivalent of playing a game of football, I think, at 7.30 in the morning. No, it'll be 9.30 in the morning, back home for them. Um, Sunday morning football, mate, never hurt anybody. Uh, Vikings win.
2: I agree. I think if you look at Kurt Cousins record. I think if it's before eight o'clock at night in the, in their over in America, he wins. If it's after that, he definitely loses. This couldn't be earlier. Um I think Vikings win. I think they win quite easily, but I oh, think no. mainly down to early? turnovers. Is it too early, Dan? Should it be after that? <laughs> is it so early oh, it oh, that it's no. late? Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Listen, there's no there's no floodlights here,
0: he's uh, Vikings win. Uh all right, good stuff. Moving on. Jags against Eagles. This is this is tasty all of a sudden. Jacksonville I've come from I think they've shocked everybody haven't they how good they've been so far this season Dave Um Doug Peterson obviously super bowl winning coach uh,
1: but the question is is he this good or was Urban Meyer that bad <laughs> that what
2: I wrote down how
1: bad was Urban how bad was Urban Meyer, was Urban Meyer? <laughs> not to be able to generate some wins from these players I mean you know obviously they've they've taken um very high draft picks number one overall but what's his name the 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 chap who's actually excellent in coverage walker trayvon walker yeah trayvon walker there we go uh yeah and he 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 looks weirdly like what mika parsons was meant to be uh and mika looks more like what he was meant to be um which is a, a dangerous edge rusher very very weird but they've also got um josh allen the other josh allen who once won the josh allen game uh, by sacking Josh Allen, I think it was three times. Forced a fumble
2: more. of Josh Allen, recovered yeah. by Josh
1: Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was incredible. Um, that whole Josh Allen game. Um, I think that was it, pretty much the only game of Jacksonville won last year, wasn't it? Um, maybe one more or two. It'd be the
2: Colts, didn't they? Last game of this season, not the season. There we the go. There <laughs> we go.
1: So yeah, it, it, it's a weird one for me. Um, Jacksonville, obviously, much better than everyone expected, but I am expecting them to come down to earth against. Well, I think it's a very good Eagles side. Uh, again, I think it will be close, but I'd probably go with the Eagles.
2: Yeah, they, they, they've got a lot of talent and they've, they've every right to start improving because they've, they've, they've drafted so high over the past few years. You'd expect at some point they they improve to a point of competitive. I think they are competitive. I think they're one of the teams that's that's on the verge of maybe a playoff, especially because they play in the South and the South's a bit of a bad division. It won't take many wins to take that. Um but they beat they beat up on a Chargers team last week. I know it's the Chargers, but the, the amount of players they had out in that game with, with an injured quarterback, I, I think that inflates it a little bit. Um, for me, I, I, the Eagles only giving away five and a half points is, is ridiculous. They have steamrolled everyone you've put in front of them. And I, I think until they don't do that to somebody or show a weakness, because they've not shown a weakness on the stopping the run at the up front in the defence or getting the pass rush. I mean, they sacked Carson Wentz nine times last week. They've not shown a weakness in the secondary. They covered Jefferson out of the game. <clears throat> They've not shown a single weakness on offense, whether it be on the run game or the passing game. Um, they deserve to be favourites m- much more so than the Bengals do, and they're they're giving away the same points.
0: So now, as a giant, as a Giants fan, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but Jalen Hurts is fast becoming my favourite quarterback in the league, and there's there's a reason for this, and it's he properly commands his offense when he executes they execute when he doesn't less so but when he is operating at the top level that offense is frighteningly good
2: i I was ripped after our first episode because we were talking about we we talked about the eagles and we 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 said they were going to have a good year we tipped them for the for the east and i was i i I think i i grouped him in with josh allen um at one point and i got absolutely pelters for it how dare you put him in the same category um what what does anyone think now? Do, do we yeah, think like he's to a chance of being MVP? Take that back. Um, I,
0: if it was me, I I can only heartily apologise. He's one of those players wasn't. that
2: probably you, Dave. That with confidence. No, it's people on Instagram. It, 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 it's one of those players that when's playing with confidence, everything rolls a, a bit like Lamar and a bit like Josh Allen, and everything just looks so easy for him. You can't really put him under pressure because he can escape. If you give him time and don't pressure him, he will find that pass. He is good enough to do that. And his wide receivers. I mean, some of Devontae Smith's catches last week were unbelievable. On the other side, he's got A.J. Brown. They've got three running backs all capable of being RB1s everywhere else. The offensive line and the defensive line are the best in the game. I I think they are the best offensive line and best defensive line when you watch them. And if you win the trenches both sides of the ball, you're going to be really hard to beat. And I... I can't see, other than some injuries, I can't see anyone stopping them for a few weeks yet until they sort of figure out what they're doing. And the NFL defences will, but it won't be the Jags. I don't think it'll be this week. Uh, Viking, uh, sorry, Eagles for me on this
0: one, I think, Dan.
2: Eagles, come for you.
1: I've, I've said
0: that earlier, yeah, 100%. I, I just wanted you to say it again. Close, um, though, close, I will
1: say. I do think you think close. You think close? Mm, I, I really uh, do. I think, I, I think that even though, I think it's saw getting it done. But I think he will get pushed and I'm getting more and more excited by what I see from Trevor Lawrence in terms of him possibly living up to his billing when he came yeah, out of the draft. Good. He
0: got player of, the, player of the week nomination for the first time, didn't he, last week? And you could see why that performance was, um, was pretty impressive. Uh, right, okay, so that one's pretty much locked in. Broncos at Raiders. Now, I said in the little wrap-up piece... That uh, Russell Wilson's tenure at the Broncos was starting to look a little bit like a comedy sketch, until that drive that he put together, that clutch drive in the fourth quarter. Was it eighty yards, twelve plays, uh, touchdown drive in the in the fourth quarter to give to give the Broncos the win? Is that what he needed? Do you think as they come up against a Raiders side that have maybe been a bit hit and miss this season so far?
1: He just updated his catchphrase, Liam. It went from Broncos country, let's ride, to Broncos country, let's drive. And uh, he finally got down the field and got some points on the board. Um, it just, just a, a change in philosophy I I from, it from Mr. Wilson. <laughs> I know, like, it just came to me and, like, it's terrible, man, but I'm just rolling with it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it is just him being Russell Wilson. He is doing amazing things, not in a good way. Uh, I saw him the other day going out at practice, and as he was leaving the stadium to go out onto the turf, he mimed (laughs) slapping the hands of fans who should have been standing at either side of him. Like basically, Russell Wilson was the Joe Biden of the NFL. He was shaking hands with people who weren't there. Uh, And it is literally one of those where I, I just don't get how the guy leads and yet he does and I think it, there's almost a purity and innocence about him that I think lets him get away with some things which teammates would not normally let someone get away with I
2: think we all know by now my feelings about Russell Wilson you love um, him don't you Dan I, I think he's a sociopath I don't think he realises <laughs> who he is I think there's 20 I've, different versions of him. he loves yeah. every single one of them um, I don't really Um I think
1: he's oblivious think that, to, to, to the family. Exactly. That
2: way. Yeah, ex- absolutely, exactly. Yeah, if you asked him, he think he's a great guy. Yeah. Um. We, we said last week, the Broncos, when we talked about the Broncos 49ers, they, they're a, probably a better version of the Seahawks in that they want to win every game, sort of 15, 16. Um, and that kind of came to fruition, didn't it? Other than Jimmy G stepping out the back of the end zone, that game was 10 9 and it was, it was as good as over, really. It. It was a tight game. They're not doing anything special. That Cortland Sutton is the only sort of receiver making any plays for him. Um, I've looked at the the Raiders, and I wonder if it's similar to to some of the other games we talked about. They're are zero three. The Raiders, and there, I would say they're two. Drop Darren Waller dropped touchdown passes away from being two and one. Um, there, you talked earlier about the, the underuse of Jefferson or the difference in use of Jefferson. Um, Devontae Adams is, is, is similar yeah. for me if you look at it so in week one he went for over 100 yards in week two and three uh, so last week he went f- he had five catches for 36 yards Mac Hollins hello who um, went for eight for 158 so are they? I don't know if they've been using Adams as a decoy to make space for other people um, they've been playing solely in the slot he's not even gone to the outside which is where he specialised in making room for Rodgers um, and I just wonder if they've I wonder if this week they'll open that up a bit. They've they've got to win this game, the Raiders. I, I don't particularly like Derek Carr as a quarterback. I do like the Raiders franchise, but Carr for me has always been the guy that's never going to be good enough to take you all the way. But if he doesn't win this year, he's gone. They, they'll find another. They'll find a, a different quarterback in the draft.
1: So I they've think got you to... can with, win with Carr, but I think everything has to go right for you. I'd, I'd swap yeah. him for Cousins. Let me put it like that. I would. Yeah, oh Mate, you'd swap,
0: you swap me I was going to say, that's not a high bar, well, is
1: it? To, to be fair, you're tall, and <laughs> you might be able to see over an O-line, and I'm sure we can teach you how to chuck a ball, even rugby style. Uh, <laughs> but it, but it, they're it, similar. I, I get your point, say, they're similar It's not a high bar, but but our quarterbacks I would rather not have than Kirk Cousins, and, and probably more than you
0: think. But De- right, Daniel Carr, Jones,
1: I, I'd, I'd rather have Cousins. <laughs>
0: Do you know, it's fair, and I can't. I haven't even got an argument. I mean, I
1: mean, you know, if there's more that you could probably drop, there's, you know, I'd probably end up having Cousins 14th, 15th, in, in that kind of range, and I'd have Carr right alongside him. And the, the difference yeah. would be uh, purely the fact that I trust Carr to make the throw more than I would Cousins when it's a clutch moment. Carr's been let down by receivers. Cousins tends to let receivers down. So that, that, that's why I, I think you can win with Carr, but I think you're right. Everything does have to be right. I think you can potentially win with Cousins, but I think everything has to be right
0: there too. Are yeah. we saying that this is incredibly close and not to touch it with the barge pole in terms of your betting this week?
2: You wouldn't really go near it. I mean, the the, the Raiders are. You're not going to get. You're not even getting any value in the Raiders, even though they're 0 and 3 because they're they're the favourites in the game. They're giving away three points on the line.
1: The value is
2: 45. Adams. That's what I was going to say. So if you looked at if you looked at sort of Adams to go for maybe eight or more receptions, and they're to be over 37, 38 points in the game, you you probably get a decent bet there on a bet builder. Um, I think the Raiders will win. I, I think they have to win. and I think it's one of those games that they have to win, so they will. And I've got it twenty four thirteen.
1: I think that's a brilliant summary. The only thing I'll say is, even though they have to win, it's it, the head coach. Failed in his previous job as a head coach, quit one yep, head good. coaching job before he got there, and so far have not mustered a victory with these
0: guys, which is astounding. Uh, right, next up, Chiefs at Bucks. This feels like it should be a very one-sided affair for me. I, I does just, it? Yeah. Okay, but Wh- I'm, which side? I'm, I'm going to bet against Brady. <laughs> oh God! Okay, only because <laughs> uh, only because I watched them last week. This is uh, this is where I this so this is the point of the podcast where I actually come up with an opinion and these two have a whale of a time in tearing <laughs> it to shreds. All right, I watched the Bucks last week and I watched Tom Brady really, really struggle to get any kind of offense going. And then when he did get some offense going, it was snuffed out pretty quickly. Like in terms of they held on, they allowed it to sort of fizzle out, and then all of a sudden it was one way traffic again. Unless he's got. Julio Jones, Godwin. He will have Evans back this week, which is quite handy for him. Although you dropped him out of your fantasy team for some strange reason, Dan. Mm. Did fat fingers and wrong buttons. Um, that'll help him out. But look at the Chiefs. Again, with with potentially the best quarterback of his generation at the helm. I think, I think this is a one-sided affair. I think this is a Chiefs win.
2: Maybe I'm sore because the Chiefs should have won last week. Um, for sure. And they let us down. But... I think the Green Bay defense is better than the Chiefs. Um, and actually, par- barring a silly penalty, a delay a game, they were on the two-yard line, Tampa Bay, with 20 seconds left and, and would have scored and won the game. Um, I th- And that was without Evans. That was with Russell Gage playing as your number one receiver. Um, and another week where he spent with this offensive line getting better and stronger, the Bucks defense is something that would give Mahomes fits. If you remember the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, it, it, it ruined them. Um the Bucks defense is for real. That's the best defense in football front to back. Um
0: I, I think the Bucks personally. Does that mean I get the deciding vote? No, it yeah. means that you now get to it's your turn at the front of the queue to give me a kick in. That's what that's about.
1: <sighs> okay. I might as well give you a kick in. Um, Do it <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a really close game. I can't really give you a yeah, kick I because because I, I think the, the, you've formed the valid enough op opinion that Brady at the moment is struggling. However, mm-hmm. it's Tom Brady. They tend to find a way. Um, and for, for me in this game, I think the most important thing is who's at home. Uh, I think home field advantage is what's
2: going to be the way forward. Well they might um, not be, might they? So it's supposed to be in Tampa, but with the Hurricane Ian, I think it is. Which is
0: just so we're, we're recording this on Wednesday evening at about half eight That's a great shout out Dan. yeah. And Hurricane yeah. Ian the just it has just touched down in Florida now. Right. So depending on how bad Hurricane Ian is it might be that the Bucks have to move that venue. So they've or that they've been training in, in
2: Miami the last couple of days. Yeah. So whether they're going to move that game, this, this game might not go ahead. I think there's a serious chance this game gets uh, postponed I, to later. I actually
1: yeah. do recall rumours that it could be moved to Minnesota. Which is far enough out of the
2: way, apparently. But I still have two good quarterbacks in Minnesota, haven't I? Yeah, neither it'd, of them played for it'd, the Vikings.
1: It'd, 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 do you know what? The, the Vikings might lose some fans and people who just go along out of interest. <laughs> just become Chiefs fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh, God. Somebody, there's, somebody, there's, somebody, purple and yellow. This, this is, in, this is in definitely a sea a game. of red.
2: Yeah, from a, listen, from a betting point of view, this game, don't touch it. Um, the line's nothing. You're getting no points anywhere, and it could be anything. Sit down enjoy two great quarterbacks whoever has the ball last in this game wins that that's it neutral um, venue
1: I'd side with Liam and go with the Chiefs um, but I also think that Dan
0: is giving very pertinent advice that I'd listen to I wouldn't go anywhere near it in terms of betting only because and, and, and not because I don't think that the, the Chiefs jinx. are going to win yeah. it's just that they screwed us over last week so I wouldn't yeah. and they're not getting any more of my money
1: no well, I don't
0: know who it was Rembrandt screwed us over, but we'll discuss that later. No, it was 100% me and my terrible luck when it comes to betting. So, uh, last one is Rams at 49ers. Um, I don't know, the Niners are struggling a little bit with Jimmy G maybe back in and, and just trying to find his way, even though he knows that offence inside out. The Rams took a pasting, didn't they, early season and then seem to be building back again. Which way is it going, Dan? Yeah.
2: Um, Here's a question then, Liam. Who's favourite?
0: Well, I would probably say well, it's a tight one because 49ers are at home. I, I, probably the Rams. Dave?
2: I believe Who's it's favourite 49ers, isn't it? 49ers are favourite, yeah. yeah. Um not having um, it. No, nor am I. <laughs> no, not having it. Um there's a there's a whole Cal Shanahan McVeigh sort of record thing that it's it's Shanahan seven McVeigh three but the last one was the afc championship game right and um that didn't seem to stop McVeigh then it
0: didn't
2: um the san francisco 49ers i don't know if this line's changed it hasn't changed i only checked it 10 minutes ago but the the trent williams is out so the, uh, for me the best left tackle in football yep. the the one of the most, he he's not going to be playing for 4 to 6 weeks he's definitely out tonight uh, sorry he's definitely out uh, on monday night um the Niners trying to play without him against this Rams front that know them well and know the scheme well is dangerous. And I think we haven't yet seen the Aaron Donald explosion game this season. And I wonder if him and Greg Collins and Deshaun Robinson and Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd and all those names we remember from the Super Bowl are all going to come back this week and and uh, and disrupt the Niners too much. Jimmy G looked frazzled for me against yeah. the Broncos and the the Rams are much better than the Broncos. And if... Russell Wilson to Cutland Sutton caused the Niners' secondary s- concern. What on earth is Stafford to Cup going to do to them? Um, I, I'd lean towards the Rams here, um, and I've got a little thing with it. Because the Rams aren't favourite, I've looked at the odds. So if you go Rams 7.5 with, with 7.5 points or a touchdown, and over 37 points, is, is just just under 2-1, to one, which for me is, is What's worth What's under
1: look. 41 points? Under 41.5? Because I, I, I don't think it's going to be that high score in the game. Well um, the line the
2: line's only forty three, so it'd be right. just short of even money. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. While Dan looks that up, I'm surprised that he didn't automatically know that, considering that might be the first time we've asked him a question and he's had to respond with I don't know. I'm not sure that's <laughs> happened so far. On our to be fair for
1: Dan, I picked the line without having looked at the bet and betting, betting out myself, did. so it wasn't wasn't one
0: which would naturally have been there for him to have previously perused. It, it, it's on. So me, essentially, what you're saying is you've tried to catch you out and you've succeeded, and it's worked.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I didn't try. I just happened to. Um, Un- yeah, it's it's just yeah. it's, it's 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 four to five. It's it's not moved it at all. It's it's not far off at all. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Interesting. So, all right, lock them in then, boys. Dave, Rams or Niners? I'm going to go with the Rams. Dan?
2: Yeah, I'll go with the Rams and the points, I think.
0: And I said that I thought Rams were favourites in this one, yep. so I'm going to go Rams with the points too. Yep. I think that makes, makes perfect sense. Uh, right, that's the games wrapped up. Now, we've been talking about this. We spoke about it a little bit earlier. We've been trying not to feel too down about this, but we gave it a big hype last week that we were going to get aboard a betting train and we were going to take you from a fiver to a hundred grand and uh there was a problem with the tracks at the station and the train magically fell over there was a problem with the track the track
1: specifically being the jingle which cursed us thank you pal
0: yeah i, I think essentially what the jingle was was a stick of dynamite underneath the engine carriage and it just blew <laughs> just the just whole ruined thing it up. ruined it so we're resetting and restying, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. We, 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 we live and we learn, and uh, you know, it's a, we, we we were fourteen and zero on. Well, twelve and zero got on picks going into that, and I think we just got a bit cocky just picking games. We're we, we I, with I think, a taunting penalty away from being correct. Let's bear play. in yeah. mind that we're now thirteen for two. Uh, 14 fourteen for two. Yeah, so we, we're not we're not bad. We've got we've basically got three predictions wrong out of seventeen
1: and Um, we weren't all wrong on the two we got wrong i believe that we weren't 100 percent agreed on the ones where we were
2: wrong. yeah correct i think dave and i've spoken we we probably oversimplified it a little bit and just went for win-win and i think what we've Mm -hmm. what we've discussed what we discussed when we started talking about the train was just finding different unique bets to put together Um, and that's what we've done this week so this is a bit more not complicated we'll explain it to you and i'll put a picture of the bet on instagram so you can see it and if anyone wants to message me and sort of ask me how to do it then and i can certainly I'll certainly message you and show you through it, but we're um, we're gonna go for sort of team points. So we've we've looked at sort of some of the bets. It's on Skybet um and we've looked at it and we we, we like certain games. So we looked at the Packers because the Packers are gonna absolutely blast the um Patriots out of out of Earth, I think, out of Earth's orbit over the weekend. But there's no real value in it other than having the amount of points that the Packers are gonna score. So what we've come up with is this if you go onto Skybet. And if you look at the game, so if you look at the Minnesota Vikings-Saints game, we wanted to do something in this game because it's the London game, it's on telly, um, so you'll be able to watch a game in the morning and have something to cheer for. So what you need to cheer for is the Minnesota Vikings as the away team to score over 15 and a half points. So as the minute the Vikings score 16 points or more, that part of the bet is in. So if you go to the Minnesota Vikings-Saints game, drop down to away team total points, there's a handicap, there's lots of different lines you can choose. We're going to set that at 15.5. In a in a in a come to that at the six o'clock kickoff we're looking at the Colts Colts Titans it's a division game they're always high scoring these games and again we've gone so the Colts are the home team and we've gone again over 15.5 points so if you go to the Colts Titans um, game scroll down to home team points and select over 15.5 and then the third part of it is the Packers so the Packers play the New England Patriots at nine o'clock on Sunday night and in that game if you go to the green bay home team points and over 18.5 so that's the treble that pays just over two to one so that pays us your ten your five will pay you about 11 pound okay which is gets you at least a pound in profit then going into week two um if you put that in a treble so you want the minnesota vikings to score 16 at least the colts to score 16 at least and the packers to score 19 at least that's a game at 2.36 and 9 something to watch all the way through Good luck, God bless, and hopefully Chris Jones doesn't taunt anybody and cost you 15 yards on a penalty.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I I like that. I like that we've gone something slightly different. It feels like like we might actually get the train to pull slowly away out of the station, although you can hear from the tone of all of our voices, we are not getting excited about this just in case it comes back to bite us again.
1: Well, what needs to happen now is we need to keep being right like we have been in the past and uh, we'll be okay. But, yeah, no jingle this week. Thank you, Liam. Please, no jingle. No jingle. No No no, goddamn jingle. There is
0: no jingle, Dave. Don't worry. It was like smashy
1: and icy. Let's just throw something out of 80s BBC Radio, eh? Like, uh, well, to
0: be, fair, to be fair, that's that's exactly where he came from. So uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe we should just send him directly back a... Eh? From Smashing uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's the two-minute warning. It means it's time for Utter Punts of the Week nominations, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go first and I'm going to nominate us, the three of us, for starting off that Utter Punts train so terribly. We are all, all of us, Utter Punts.
2: Yeah, I, I could say the Chiefs kicker Matt Amendola who missed a field goal. I could say Chris Jones for getting a verbal penalty and pushing the Colts forward 15 yards they were never going to get otherwise. I could say Jimmy Garoppolo for the safety at the back of the end zone not knowing where he was. I could say Brandon Staley for keeping Herbert in the field on the field at 38-10 down. What was that about? But I agree with Liam. It's definitely us, and uh, we'll make it up to you this week. I
1: promise. <laughs> well, uh, well, basically it's a common theme, but I'm not blaming us. I'm blaming Jelani. I'm blaming Jelani (laughs) Woods for catching two touchdowns as a rookie tight end, uh, currently having more touchdowns in the NFL than Kyle Pitts who has been around an entire year longer uh, and breaking all tradition of being a productive rookie tight end and basically fulfilling the promise of the tremendous athletic profile he showed in the draft. But because he was a rookie tight end, I dismissed him out of hand as someone who shouldn't be considered. And... I should have paid more attention to what he was doing this season because he looks pretty damn special in the red zone. Uh, And you've just cost us our reputation, Jelani. You cost us it, not us. We're not to blame. Uh, (laughs) We are to blame, aren't we? Well done, Jelani.